Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Uh, beautiful sounds there from uh, Given Illustrative Masilela, our very own Given. I saw him coming in this morning and I was like, Given Illustrative Masilela. <laughs> it's awesome. He gives good music. And that is Sedilaka. And before it was Wandinkosi, Wandimuloi, Hahunayatshonanliche. So I'm now joined by Pastor uh, Miriam Mashiko. And again, I'm well and how are you doing? I'm excited to be seeing you again. Why it's king? I'm also excited. Why it's king? Right. It is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> to be seeing each other this morning. Rasabuika phone rusaboni man. What's going on? And I want to prepare. I want to get ready for the gems. Mararatwa na lena kibofile tuko. Akiri noko na ldi pifo. It was so windy yesterday. Our vela today we have to be gems and no no time to fixing our hair. <laughs> no, if I knew I was going to be on camera, I was gonna put on my makeup. Oh my. <laughs> We love you as you are. <laughs> Give us stage. Give us stage ready. Oh my. <laughs> but how are you, Muruti? <laughs> I'm very well and how are you doing? I am blessed of the Lord. And yeah, I give you the right to switch off your camera when you're ready to do so because of where you're at this morning. Um, But we're talking about something that is so crucial. Many marriages break as a result of finances um, because the other one earns more than the other. And uh, um, sometimes the other party in, feels inferior because I'm the man I'm supposed to provide. I'm the one who's supposed to take care of you. But now it's vice versa. I have seen many uh, women who have suffered in the hands of their husbands, even in the circular world, because they were doing much better and they were doing more than what their husbands um, were, were making. And again, there is another site where there are those wives that would be abusive to their spouses um, because they are making more. So I, I have the last word. I make the decisions in this house because I'm making more than my husband. Um, and there are also those who are working it out so nicely. Nobody can even tell that she's making more. Is there something that the Bible talks about when it comes to this issue. Is there something that the word says on this? Um, um, you know, I, 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 I was looking at the creation, you know, when God created husband and wife and um, regarding marriages, now that we're talking about uh, marriages failing because the wife ends more than the husband. Remember, in Genesis 2.24, the Bible says the two shall become one flesh. Mm, mm. Um, the, the, you know, so Genesis two twenty four gives us a picture of the marriage help, of the marriage bond before sin entered the world. When it says, and it reads as follows: Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two be joined to and and be joined to his wife, and they and they shall become one flesh. The question is, um, do we fully understand as Christians when it says the two shall become? one flesh because um, the two shall become one flesh clause expresses the original purpose of marriage 
to seal a permanent relationship between a husband and a wife. And, and it means being fully committed and being one in all spheres. You know, marriage was intended to be an unbreakable lifelong union. Mm. The question is when people become one, do they fully understand what it means? Because these days when people get married and they become one, mm. they only become one only in bed or physically hmm. or in the bedroom. But financially, spiritually, they live emotionally, they live separate lives. Hmm. And that on its own is going to affect the marriage and everything that has to do with marriage. So I think we need to understand when the Bible says that the two shall become one, mm. what does it truly, truly means to be one? You know, because two becoming one in the sexual aspect of marriage means caring for and fulfilling one another's physical needs with respect and mutual consent, but also it means becoming one physically, becoming one emotionally, becoming one uh, 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 financially as well. And the question is, when people become one, are they fully understanding the meaning of becoming one? Sure. So meaning that uh, we do not understand that marriage goes beyond the marriage bed. It's not because, yeah. Yeah, um, marriage be- becomes more than that. Um, 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 uh, uh, just, just being physical, it means fully committing and saying, "I cease to be me because I am with you." And the husband saying, "I cease to be me and to represent me and becoming one." Remember, when when you meet your spouse, mm. you are single. And he's also single and Mm. you have your separate lives. You have your own finances. You have your own beliefs and values. You have everything that is separated. But when the two of you get married, the Bible assumes that you fully, both of you understand that you're going to negate and, 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 and deny yourself Mm. and saying, I am no longer, I do not, I do no longer represent I. It is we now. So the question is, when you now make your vows, you know, I take you as my husband and together for better, for worse, until death do us part. Do you actually understand what it means? Hmm. Because then it means I'm going to lose myself in you and you husband are, are saying, I am also forsaking who I am and I am now becoming one with you in all spheres of life. Mm. And it means financially, even the finance, whatever is mine is yours and whatever is yours is mine. Mm. We're no longer separated. We are fully one. And that's why between the two of you, we can have a child because the two of us have now become one. But the question is, do we even understand what one means? Because the two shall become one flesh expresses the heart of the Bible's concept of marriage. By entering into marriage, a husband and a wife take solemn vows to become permanently one flesh, mm. to love, to honor, to cherish one another until they are parted by death. The question is, is it even like that in our marriages, mm. in our finances? Because sometimes we become one, but we still have two separate accounts. We still have two separate uh, friends. We still have two separate commitments. I go this side, he goes. Sometimes even when they go to a 
to a family meeting, they use two separate cars. Are they even one? Yeah. And and you have your family. I have my family. Yes, you have your family. I continue with my financial burdens and commitments that I have with my family prior to the marriage. Mm. I don't negate some of the duties. We don't even sit. There are couples that don't even discuss finances. Mm. And and hence, and in that marriage, it becomes like you are competing with each other where you don't celebrate each other, but you are competing because, oh, okay, so you bought this car. I'm mm. going to get this car. So it's like now you have entered into a, 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 a boxing ring where now each and every one of you represent themselves and then you are competing and now there is no one who is willing to submit to another. I mean, when you read the Bible in Ephesians um, 5.21, right. it says, therefore, submit to one another as a reference to God. The question is, is the husband and the wife aware of that uh, scripture and of their responsibility according to the scripture that yes as much as the wife i'm going to submit to my husband and and you know because it says uh, submit to one another out of reverence of christ Mm. so the two of us are supposed to submit to each other out of the reverence of christ the questions is do we both reference christ in the same level in the same understanding and connotation. As much as it continues by saying, wives, submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the world. It says, it says, then the husband must love your wife just as Christ loved love the, the church, church and gave himself joy. Hmm. Do we both understand that hmm. commandment that I must submit to you like I'm submitting to Christ, but you must also love me like Christ has loved church. Mm. Because if that's the, 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 if that's the understanding or if that is the foundation, then it means that the two of us are going to reverence Christ. And in this relationship, both of us are going to submit to one another, to serve one another, because the two of us, we reverence Christ. Mm. The question is, do they reverence Christ? Mm. Yeah. Do they reverence Christ? Do we reverence Christ? But what brings about that separation where you find, because when we're getting married, I, I guess we're taking it, it's automatical <laughs> that we are one. <laughs> we are like, oh, okay, automatically, because Muruti says, let no man put asunder, which that God has put together. Lord, no. So we assume, hurrah, we one. And, and, and like you clearly said, number one, it's us who do not understand. The Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So we do not have knowledge. But also as we are striving and and, and going, moving forward, what are some of the things that are separating us and not bringing us together? Especially where our finances, especially where our finances are concerned. Yeah, I I think um, it's the foundation and our values, you know, and and I think I like what the Bible is saying in 1 Corinthians 6 when it says you should not be equally unyoked with unbelievers because your value system are not the same. The foundation of the relationship is not the same. The expectations are not the same. Do we fully understand that when we get married, we become one? It is no longer the two of us, but we are one in all fairness, in everything. And I think I like what the Bible is saying in Romans 12, too, when it says, 
Do not copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then mm. you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Do you, as a husband and wife, understand the roles that you're supposed to play in this marriage? Do you mm. have the mm. same foundation? Do you have the same values? Do you have the same foundation of marriage and what it entails mm. because if you don't then you're going to have different expectations do you even talk about this thing and that's why it is important for a married couple to go for counseling so that you can align i mean for instance you've been single and you've been single for ages you live a single life you're comfortable in being single but when you get married you should be intentional and be aware and cognizant of the fact that your life will never be the same. Hmm. You do not own you as Wongile ever. So you can't just wake up and decide, I'm going south. You need to discuss and agree because now you are no longer your own. It's like when you get into the kingdom of God, you are now serving God. There are rules of engagement. Have you understood the rules of engagement when you got married to your husband and your spouse and you discuss those things? And counseling comes handy here because this is when now you start understanding the rules of engagement and the expectations between each other. What is it that is expected out of me? Mm. As a husband, mm, what mm, is it that mm. is expected out of me as a wife? Mm. Do we fully understand that our lives are going to be intertwined? And it means now we have to be mindful of everything that we do because I no longer do for myself. I do for us. It is no longer I. I it is we. Even sure. the language is supposed to change. Sure. But are we even mindful of that? Sure. I, I, I was listening to Dr. Kaohelo. Uh, not so long ago, I think it was on Monday, we were talking to Dr. Kaukelo, who says um, also the couples need to remember that they are representing Christ and the church. Christ and the church. So when you are married, it's not just, it's nice, and then we are all smiles. It's a ministry, um, and it has to represent Christ in this world. They, people should see Christ in your marriage. So we are not even thinking about that when we are getting married. Uh, we don't understand the oneness. What is oneness? Oneness meaning you forsake being you because now you fully belong. And, and hence the Bible says in First Corinthians, uh, you need to now understand that your body and everything about you belongs, belongs to your to husband. The other and, and vice your husband versa. also needs to to understand that everything about me now, it is no longer I that live. It's like the same declaration and commitment that we make when we get into the kingdom of God, where you now fully understand that I must get out of the world and understand that it is no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. It's the same in marriages because, and hence I like what you just said earlier on, that when Haukhalo was talking, he was saying, marriage represents Christ. It's a covenant between you and Christ. It's a covenant between Christ and church because it says the husband must love their wives as, as Christ, Christ loved, loved the church. church. And the wife must submit to the husband as if you are submitting to, to Christ. Christ. So it means this, found, this marriage should be founded on Christian principles and fully both of us understanding that this is for Christ's glory, nothing about us, that everything that we do, we represent the body of Christ okay. and we represent Christ's foundation as and covenant.
Sure. And the question is, uh-huh. when people get married, do they actually understand all of these things about marriage? Or are we just excited about the we marriage We are excited. Day? I we love are. you. I, I, we are excited. I love you. I'll see you every day. You know? <laughs> I want to wake up with you. That's... that's, that's, that's. <laughs> Marriage is not about that. Marriage is more than that. The question is, do we understand? And I found that it's interesting, even in in our church, most people, when they come for marriage counseling, Mm. they come having concluded paid lobola. They've already set up even the marriage date. So you can't change anything and you can't tell them that both of you are not ready because you don't have the godly foundations of marriage. Mm, mm, So you can't mm. even criticize them or you can't fail them. Uguti, you are not ready for marriage because at that time, by the time they come to come for counseling and to come and consult, they've already bought dresses, invited people all that they want, they just want blessings and they just want to tick the box that we went through in marriage counseling hmm. and we fully understand our roles, that it is no longer I that live, but my husband in me and I serve him fully and I am committed in submitting to him, but he is also committed in submitting, but also in loving me like Christ loved church. Does he even understand what it means that Christ would love church? It's the same thing, Swangile, that sometimes when we are Christians and we are born again, we get saved and we get into the kingdom of God. We come to church and we are told to tithe and then we say, no, I'm not going to tithe because my money is my money. Mm. You mm, just don't mm, understand mm, that mm. it is no longer I that lives. My everything, my resources belongs to Christ and he determines how I should use them. Do you then fully understand that concept? Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, let, let, let's take a break, Ma. Let's take a break and then come back to talk to you some more. Um, and yes, family, the lines are opened. You can share with us. You can discuss with us. Um, we, we are saying when she earns more than her husband, uh, what does the word say about that? Somebody said, when we come back, Ma, somebody says um, a wife will never treat her husband bad. Um, she will always love her husband. She will always honor her husband. Um, she will never do him wrong. If he, when he was in power, <laughs> when he was earning more, <laughs> if he was treating her well, then she will also repre- reciprocate, you know, give it back. That same love that he gave to her, uh, she will give it back. But let's come back and talk more about that. Because in this generation, some women uh, start out, you meet them, they're already there. You know, you meet them, they're already there. They they don't need to start like in the past. But that's a statement that somebody said. So, And they said when he was in power, when he was the one um, having the monies and all of that, he treated her bad. So... He will reap what he has sown. Hmm? <laughs> you come back. That's not marriage anymore. That's war. <laughs> we are coming back with uh, Pastor Miriam Mashejo, and those are the sound of uh, Takindo Imvula Ieta. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, True Authentic Christian Radio. We understand that as a young person, you face many challenges that threaten both your safety and mental well being. And in this fast-moving world, 
You don't always have someone to talk to. That's why I Am Youth has joined hands with Child Protection Hotline to give reliable and accessible counselling to young people. So send a WhatsApp text, SMS or call the number 76 37 6345 to get help today. We believe that you are worth it. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion through thick and thin. Download our mobile app or visit radiopulpit.co.za to listen to your favorite station 24 hours a day. 6.57 a.m., the time 26 minutes just before 11. And do remember, at 11 o'clock, you have perspective with Germany, Yanni Pelser. Right now, it's just for you with me, Spongile Mufukin, with you up until that moment. And I'm not alone. I'm with Pastor Miriam Mashiko and on Sprat this um, topic, when she earns more. When she earns more than her husband, and this is where we at. Give you the sounds of Takindo. actually which means the rain is coming. And the song says, even if the cloud is as small as the hand of a man, know that great rain is coming your way. And so he says, speak it unto yourself. Speak that those words unto yourself. And yes, he will be with us on the 29th of October at the Oasis of Life as we'll be celebrating the life of Sipokalini Kalenai, if you please, and also making sure that her chil- his children stay in school. Be there, get your tickets at web tickets or get them at pick and pay. Yeah, just around the corner. I want, yeah, yeah. I know you walk two streets to pick and pay. Just get that ticket, 250 per person. Make sure that you get yours quickly before they are all finished. Uh, make sure that you get yours. I'm with Pastor Miriam Mashecho and we're answering that question when she earns more. Ma, there are some comments here from family members. Uh, let me play this one first from uh, Pietra. And uh, the first one, Pietra sent a picture of a waterfall that's going backwards. And this is what she said. And then she'll be connecting it with what um, she's sharing with us. Um. The picture I sent is a picture what my friend sent me about um, the wind blows so hard it actually blow the water up the mountain, the waterfall up the mountain backwards. It's amazing how strong wind can be. Blessings. <laughs> Bye-bye. And she continues right here. Good morning, family. Um, listening to that in a marriage and everything, I think knowledge Um I'm going to tell a quick story. Um, as a family, um, we normally go on holiday, but uh, financially, we couldn't go in one car. So we had to go in two cars, and we're like 31-year marriage. Um, we, uh, our marriage is 31 years. It's not to say, now we didn't want to go in one car. We would like, but to fit <laughs> all the camping gear in, it was impossible. And um, sometimes you... Um, don't know people's situation and you think oh look at them and they don't have a cooking clue what this couple is actually going through and um, that's why we need to listen to the Holy Spirit and put a a vach, a gatekeeper in front of our mouth because some people just say things and it hurt so much 
and we must think before we say something. Thank you, family. Thanks for the program. And may God bless all the marriages. Blessings. Bye-bye. I think also, um, she says, we that, you know, people should just keep out, um, you know, put a guard on their mouths and never just speak um, anyhow, because you never know what the other couple are going through. I think also, um, I'm going to say this, Muruti Miriam, um, I'm going to say this, let the couple also keep out, people out of their marriage. Let it be a marriage between them and God, because some of the couples open so much of their lives to the public. And they get surprised when the public says certain things. But I hear, I hear what she's saying as well. Yeah, I also, um, I, I hope she understood. I think she's misunderstood. She has just misunderstood my statement earlier on, Smongilo, when I said sometimes um, couples will stick to living separate lives even though they are married. I was referring to. Uh, the union where people get to understand that now the two becomes one. It means they should become one emotionally, spiritually, finally, financially, in all in all aspects of their lives, they should become one. So if they use separate cars because they're going on holiday, it's completely different. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when wives are now presumed to be earning more and um and they think that uh, they are completely uh, better than their husbands and that that might be the end of their marriage. And, I'm, and I was coming from an angle where I'm saying, unless you understand um, the, the Genesis scripture 2.24 where it reads, the two becomes one, you will continuously living separate lives, but it is not supposed to be in that manner in the bible so from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of world marriage is perceived or should be treated differently because the two of you are now one yes on occasions you will use different cars obviously you won't go on same place all the time you mm, obviously mm, mm. have live your single life but always remember as long as your foundation is christ and you understand both roles salaries and um, friendships won't affect your marriage as long as you have the same understanding that it is for the glory of god and your value systems are the same and you have the same knowledge of christ and the understanding of what marriage is all about. That's when I just felt that I needed to correct that. Just to correct that part. Okay. Um, Sharon Padayachi. Hello. I think she joined Radio Pulpit yesterday. My queen, good morning. And you're tuned in today. So, so awesome. Um, And she says, oh, she she joined the Facebook yesterday. I think so. And she says, great topic. And I see Bonnie Wendiki. Hello. She's saying shalom. Fekadu Gema. Hello to you saying shalom and I see also Asanda Mabala and now also Sharon says my daughter earns more than her husband but she never undermines him because he also fulfills his duty and an excellent father to their son. She continues here and she says why do one need to differentiate they choose or they chose uh, their partner for good or bad times I think it's pride that separates. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> pride, man. Before a pride, there's a fall. Before a fall, there's a pride, ma. 
Yeah, the Bible says in Proverbs 11 too, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. So yes, sometimes it's pride. And sometimes it's men's ego saying, um, now my wife ends more. It means I must submit to her. The roles does not change because of financial the husband. situations. Yeah. The husband's role does not change. The woman's role does not change. As long as you understand your role in a marriage, money will not affect or predicts how you behave in a marriage. And it should not. Hence, I say the value system should be the same. The foundation, if the foundation is Christ and you both understand your role in a marriage, money will not separate you. But the Bible says, obviously, if you serve two masters, the question is, who will you be serving? Will you be serving God in your marriage? Or are you serving money? Because if you're serving money and mammon, you will be big-headed. Hmm. And, 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 and the, the earlier comment when somebody said, um, well, it depends on whether when he was earning more, was he respecting? Now now that the roles have, you know, the roles have changed, I'm anymore, then I want to be vengeful. Marriage should be should not be based on that because that's no longer marriage. That one is, is a boxing match where you get into the ring with your husband and you, you tend to compete on a daily basis and you say, yeah, I remember. Because the, the, the love scripture says love does not keep any record of, of when it has been wronged. Love is kind, you know, love, you, you know, Heesh. and all those, those okay. connotations. <laughs> all right. Let me see. I think I've skipped someone. This is Pastor... Uh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's Pastor Simon Fredericks. Pastor M.M. <laughs> Ish. That's how he starts. Ish. Pastor M.M. <laughs> the body of Christ really needs to this seriously. Congregants need to differentiate between Christ and the world. And he is listening to us all the way from the Northern Cape in Calvinia. Hello to you. And he says, bless you, my pastor. We as children of the Most High is um, are set aside for his glory. So it, it means we have to be different, totally different from the world. You need to understand what you're, you're getting yourself into. And mm. I think sometimes we're just excited. Like you rightly say earlier on, I'm getting married, I'm excited, but you don't have the same values. You you tend to take any man who proposes, as long as I was in a relationship with him and he proposes, mm. you don't stand aside and, and, and reflect and, and check whether are you serving the same God? Do you have the same values? Are you even in a state where you can communicate about everything and the monies that you earn? Mm. Because some couples, when they get married, they don't even know how much each person earns. Mm. And you don't even discuss the contract of the marriage before you even get into it. As Christians, of, of as, as children of I'm are we supposed to mm. marry in community or property? Or can you choose a different contract? Hmm. What does it mean if we decide to marry out of community of property? And I'm saying in that contract, my what mine is mine and what is yours is yours. Is this still a godly foundation marriage? Yeah. Does it even represent Christ? Yeah. Can we even get into that contract of ANC, of signing an ANC? Or are we supposed to marry in community of property because we are children of God and we are saying now the two becomes one? Mm, 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 mm. You, you need to pack those things before you even think about the wedding day because for us i think the most important thing that excites us is the marriage day 
the cars that are outside, you know, the wedding dress, the cake. <laughs> Uh, you yeah. remind me. You remind me of of exactly what um, uh, Doctor, what's her name, Juanita Bynum said with her first marriage that she was so excited with the limousines, you know, the decorations, the cakes, and everything. And her father kept on asking her, "Are you sure?" Before he even walked yeah. her down the aisle, he, he said, "You can you can change your mind now. You have that right to change your mind now." Yeah. Um, but she said. I was too excited about the balloons and everything and the chandeliers and, you know, everything. And, yeah. and, and he, she said, I went through it. And, and as she went through it, the Lord also spoke to her about it. But she went through it because she was so excited. So um, yeah. that's, that's what we do. Memo Lelekeng from Kronstadt says, Morning, Spongile and Muruti. If we could know in our hearts that in marriage, we erase all the personal boundaries we had as singles so as to allow and embrace one another in the new situation of marriage. We do everything to the glory of God. The 50-50 is not the law of our God in marriage. Uh, One plus one is one. We have power to win all the challenges we face in marriage by maintaining and doing as the word of God says. Ma? Yes, exactly what I was saying, Zbongile, that um, your foundation should be Christ and nothing else. If, If you are going to start your foundation on earthly principles, then you are doomed to fail hmm. because marriage is all about Christ and marriage is to glorify Christ. Marriage Spongile, was intended to be an unbreakable lifelong union. Termination of marriage in divorce was not considered before sin came into the world. When you read Genesis 3, the Bible teaches that all instances of separation and divorce were there because of sin. You know, mm, so mm. we also need to understand that when we get into marriage, God does not predict or expect us to divorce. So we need to understand that that you forsake. And I was, I'm still saying, husband and wife becomes one flesh in sexual intimacy, as reflected literally in the ch- in their children's life. A child is one new whole individual and separate life created through a physical union of two people. So when it says a man and woman becomes one, it means that. And the Bible also said in Hebrews 13, 4, that you must give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. The question is, what is your foundation Hmm. when you get married? And what is your understanding of the institution that you are walking into? Do you fully understand that you need to forsake yourself and embrace the oneness in your husband? Do you fully understand that? Because if you're not going to forsake yourself and fully understanding that I must be submissive to my husband and I must, we must submit to one another, but also respect one another and be able to communicate. But our foundation and our constitution in marriage is the Bible. And what is the Bible saying about this marriage that we are embarking on? Hmm. Christians need to understand that one. Mm. So it means that yeah. our teachings need to change when, when it comes to teaching our young people about marriage. Yes. yeah. They, they, hence, I say it is important, Swongile, that um, the, the, the couple that are intending to get married, they fully go through three to six months uh, um, uh, counseling sessions so that they understand 
what they are getting themselves into. But in most instances, they're not. Even in churches, people don't take counseling serious. They come to counseling having paid lobola, having set the date for the wedding. For them, it's just a, 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 a standard procedure that we need to go through counseling, but they don't understand the implication of going into counseling because you need to check on and assess whether the two of you are in the same accord or of the same understanding of what marriage entails and your roles within the marriage. Mm. Wow, what what an awesome, awesome discussion with you today. Um, We are learning quite a lot and I think our... I don't, I'm not going to say theology because it's no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Whatever that we have learned from the world, it's wrong. It's time to try to start renewing our minds, changing the way uh, we think and we know. Whatever that we thought we knew, knew about marriage, it's time to start afresh and learn afresh. Moruti, what do we say as we are closing to our couples, those that are aspiring to be married and those that are already in uh, the pot is it a pot? <laughs> <laughs> it's a jelly. It's I a heard, yeah, it's not a pot. I heard uh, marriage is like a pot where others want to be out, like flies. When you when you have cooked, um, <laughs> you, when you're boiling milk, other flies want to be go out, and other flies want to come in. So, what do we say in closure? Um, And all that I can say is that oneness in marriage reaches far beyond the physical level. The original Hebrew word translate as flesh refers to much more than one person's physical or sexual composition. It relates to the whole human existence. The biblical view of one flesh communicates a unity that covers every facet of a couple's joint lives as husband and wife in mm. marriage, Bongile, two whole lives unite together as one emotionally, intellectually, financially, spiritually, and in every other way. The two shall become one in purpose and in everything. They are so close that they function like one person, balancing each other's strength and weaknesses so that together they can fulfill their God given calling. It is a calling and both of them should be intentional about it and be aware that it is for the glory of God and nothing about them. Wow. Thank you so much Maruti for equipping the saints this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So amazing. Uh, If we would like to talk to you directly, how do we get hold of you? Um, my number is 082391-1318 on Facebook also as Miriam Masheko or Pastor Miriam. And yeah, okay, that's it. 082391. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much, Morena. But um, um, and and sure, we always learn something new. We always learn. Um, the word afresh when we are with you. Thank you for allowing God to speak to us through you. Um, and I'm going to just allow you to pray for our couples at this moment and time. Thank you, Spongile. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that your command is that the one will become, the two will become one. Thank you, Father, that you are reminding us to this morning 
of your principles about marriage and what it entails biblically that the the wife must submit to the husband and the husband must love the wife as Christ loved church help us father to understand this union help us father to understand what it means that marriage is for your glory it's got nothing to do with us thank you father that you have created marriage that families would come from marriage that fam- marriage is like god and the church and that when we do it we do it for your glory and we should reverence you remind each and every partner in the in that union father the roles that are supposed to play the responsibility father and that they are called to glorify you may they be able father to serve each other with a full knowledge and understanding that it represents Christ and his church thank you father for this union in Jesus name we pray amen amen and, and amen. amen thank you so much maruti we love you have a blessed blessed one thank you so much my darling be blessed thank bye-bye. you bye and yes family that was pastor miram mashekho If you'd like to be in contact with her, she's available on 082-391-1318 or on God is Love Ministries on Facebook, 082-391-1318. I'm signing out. Next up is Germany, Yanni Pelser with Perspective. I know he's ready. Uh, Germany, Yanni Pelser, goeie moare. Can you hear me? I can, I can hear. How are you, sir? <laughs> How is this friendly lady? This ah, I'm so humbled for those awesome words. Well, I'm doing very well, and I'm so glad to see you after such a strong wind that took place last night. It's been yes, it's been incredible, and I hoped for rain. Uh, there was a few drops, not much, <laughs> but it's a promise. It's a promise. We'll hold on to the promise. And, uh, and uh, God is good. He knows everything in its time. So we'll just wait patiently yeah. for the rain. We keep come. praying and for the thank rain. Thank you so much again for your kind, yeah. for and your kind program. Always such a pleasure to listen to you. There's oh. a smile on your face and a smile in your voice. Oh, thank you so much, Germany. What can we expect on today's Perspective? We're going to talk about what exactly what's happening uh, weather-wise. Ah. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, the last week, we've had the, um, the, the, the what we experienced uh, at the west uh, in Western Cape, uh, the garden route and so on. And all over the world, there seems to be yep. uh, uh, challenges pertaining to the weather. And so mm. we're going to talk about uh, earth warming and all those uh, topics wow. and uh, see what it is that. Wow, so exciting. I'll be tuned in. I can't wait to hear more because a lot of people were uh, frightened yesterday. And But I was so glad to see uh, Christians standing in the gap and praying. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, Germany, Yanni Balsar. He'll be coming in for Perspective just after here. And yeah, I'm signing out. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet fellowship of our Lord Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Man, leaving you with the sounds of Fred Hammond, best thing that ever happened to me. It's more than radio. It's a way of life. It's 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729. And our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. 
Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. You and 657 AM and life. A winning team on the road to eternity.